0: Discerning Hearts provides content dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. To continue production of these podcasts, prayers, and more, go to discerninghearts.com and click the donate link found there, or inside the free Discerning Hearts app to make your donation. Thanks, and God bless. Discerning Hearts, in cooperation with the poor Claire Nuns of the Monastery of Our Lady of Guadalupe and Clooney Media, presents... Excerpts from Come Lord Jesus Meditations on the Art of Waiting, written by Mother Mary Francis. In this episode, Mother Mary Francis speaks of a cleaned heart. My
1: dear sisters, In the second week of Advent we have so rich a liturgy, encompassing the great solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and rounding its weekly cycle off with the tender Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. It is enough to make one feel drunk with new wine, just to think about all that is opening up before us in this week. We want to linger especially today on that great solemnity of our Immaculate Mother. It could be that this great solemnity, which is meant to bring us closer to our mother, could really separate us from her if we did not enter profoundly into its meaning. She was immaculate, she was born without sin, and she lived without sin. And death could not hold her in the tomb because she was without sin, and therefore the penalty of death had nothing to do with her. And so, we could think, what does this have to do with me? I, who have a whole life of accumulation of sin and dreary faults, committed again and again. What do we mean in that prayer of the church that we should come with clean hearts to God? How can we ever come with a clean heart to God? Is this not something reserved to our Immaculate Mother? We just seem to get dirtier and dirtier all the time. How can this be a real prayer, a sincere prayer? It seems that no sooner have we got a little bit clean than we are soiled again. And Scripture itself could seem very depressing when it says, the just man, the man in perfect holiness, falls seven times a day. We could sit back and say, oh dear. And then we want to come to God with a clean heart? None of us would stand up and say, Well, I am the just woman. But even then, I would fall seven times a day. Is not a cleaned heart what Holy Church would have to mean for us poor little ones by a clean heart? We look into this, as I have been looking into it, in my own prayer these last days, asking, What do we mean by a clean house? What do we mean by a clean kitchen? There can be something that looks like cleanliness just because nothing is going on. Let us linger for a couple of minutes on those material aspects. There are two ways, for instance, you could have a clean kitchen. One is that the cook never does anything there, that no service goes on there. Everything is in its proper place and is never taken out. There is no work. There is no love. There is no energy. There is no spending. Nothing is ever spilled because nothing is ever done. Nothing ever burns because nothing is ever cooked. And it's a clean kitchen. Then there is the clean kitchen that is the result of loving labor after there have been perhaps some spills, some scorching, some pans boiling over. And then there is Always cleaning up. Lots of work has gone on, and wherever human work goes on, there are always going to be some spills. There are always going to be some pans boiling over. There are always going to be some things that don't turn out as we had hoped. But then it is all cleaned up afterward. That is a very different kind of clean kitchen from the first kind. Then, too, there is a clean house. The kind of thing we have heard about, read about, shivered about. Women who are so tyrannical that they have a spotless house because nobody is ever really allowed to live there. Nothing really happens in a deeply human sense. It's clean, all right, but for a lack of life. And then again, there is a clean house in which a mother of many children has spent herself every day cleaning up the mud, sweeping the rug, washing the dishes, because people have been fed. You could have very clean dishes if you never fed anyone. You could have a shining stove if nothing is ever cooked on it, going back to our first image. But there can be the house that is always so beautifully clean because the mother is always cleaning up the inevitable messes that human living entails, the happy little disorders that come of living, and the messes that perhaps should not have been made, but then should not be pointed at, just cleaned up. And that is a very different kind of clean house. In our spiritual life, the parallel is very evident. Nothing else could be meant by a clean heart but a cleaned heart. If the just man falls seven times a day, then he can have a clean heart only by having asked forgiveness seven times, made seven firm purposes of amendment, seven acts of reparation for his faults, and seven determinations to go forward. Then he has a cleaned heart. Our Lady was pre-redeemed, Remember that this means, and one says it with all possible filial reverence, that Our Lady was pre-cleaned. And even that pre-cleaning did not leave her without choices. One grows a little hesitant in the field of her perfect humanity, and odd reverence are good, but it should not be the wrong hesitation because... We should not allow Our Lady to become remote from us. The fact that she was free from all human concupiscence, free of all the effects of original sin, does not mean that she was without choices. It does not mean that she could never have chosen to feel sorry for herself. I say one feels a hesitancy in saying these things, but one shouldn't because If she never had choices to make in her sinless person, what purpose would that be? If she were merely some beautiful automaton, she would not be our mother. She did not have that downward pull that we have, but she still had choices, and she could have wrong ones or right ones. She could have insisted after the finding in the temple that Jesus explain what he meant. She could have said, I am your mother, and I have got to get this straight. I don't understand what you are talking about. But she preferred, she chose to accept what was to her not understandable, and to return to her humble home, and to go about her duties, and to ponder these things in her heart. She made her own choice to allow him to fulfill all that was involved in his passion. And she did not, when she met him on the way of the cross, lapse into hysterical sobbing, nor did she demand that this should be stopped. She chose the will of God, and she chose it freely. Again, we say unencumbered. By the downward pull of concupiscence that we know so well, but still a woman quite capable of doing right or wrong or doing good or better or best. It is very important that we do not allow Our Lady to be distanced from us by her immaculate conception, but to be brought closer to us. She is the one to teach us poor sinners, because She is called the refuge of sinners. Our Lord did not give her to St. John and say, Now I'm giving her to you, and she is the mother of all the flawlessly holy ones. But he gave her to be the mother of all persons, of all men. And he knew what was in man, what is in each one of us, our weaknesses as well as our strengths. This feast should make us feel very close to her as we ask her to help us understand what it means to have a cleaned heart. This is at the very heart of our own Franciscan charism, the spirit of conversion, that we always are asking to be forgiven, not in a craven way, but in a determined way, always wanting to be cleaned, It is a joyful thing to come humbly before God and say, I want to come with a clean heart because I have been so often cleaned by you. Every time we confess our faults, every time we face the truth without the depression born of pride, we are cleaned and we can come with a clean heart to Him. For us to come with a clean heart to God, as the church asks us to pray, means that I come as one cleansed. And if I have to be cleansed several million times, that can be transliterated very accurately as saying, I have been loved by God several million times. Because he has never said, I've had enough. I cleaned you the last time. But every time he wants to clean us so that we can come to him with a clean heart. And so, if God shows us our faults, or they are lovingly pointed out to us, and we think we are being rubbed very hard and are feeling sorry for ourselves, it is only because God is so intent on cleaning us, so intent on cleansing us. This is a big spot. It needs some hard rubbing. This is a bad stain. It needs a bigger dose of bleach. We grow in the love of being cleansed and in the ongoing understanding of what it means. The only thing it can mean for any of us, to come to God with a clean heart. It means that I have been cleaned by God, by humbly facing the truth, confessing my faults, and wishing to go forward.
0: You've been listening to an excerpt from Come, Lord Jesus, Meditations on the Art of Waiting. For more episodes in this series, visit DiscerningHearts.com, or you can find it inside the free Discerning Hearts app. To obtain a copy of the book, Come, Lord Jesus, visit com. Discerning Hearts is a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to evangelization and spiritual formation. To learn how you can support our mission, visit discerninghearts.com.